All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. We'll get to your calls this half hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Our friend, uh, you know, you think about everything that's going on. You look at how, how, how bad the border is. Nobody's talking about abandoned Americans behind enemy lines, hostage to the Taliban. You look at COVID out of control, 300% higher in terms of incidents than we had even last year. I'm going to, I'm going to end the COVID crisis, Biden. You know, you look at what's happening to the economy, begging OPEC to produce more oil because he ended energy independence. You know, he left, you know, all the policies that worked at the border of Donald Trump. Yeah, he did that, too. He's giving terrorists $80 billion in the, in, in the most sophisticated weaponry on the face of this earth because he's an idiot and and failed to withdraw our troops when we had and, and Americans when we had full control and their families and our Afghan allies. And you're asking yourself, how the hell can this all happen? You know, in the middle of the pandemic, John Rich, he turned it into a video. It's very powerful. Earth to God. Can't think of a more appropriate time to play this as my introduction to him. Earth to God, come in God, I know you're there, hearing our prayers wherever you are, we need you now, to send your love down. this now John Rich joins us now. You know what I love about you? You're like the epitome. You know, um, we celebrate freedom and fun. It's in that Hank Williams Jr. song. Um, you know, it's it, you. You are the embodiment of that. You know, here you've got redneck Riviera whiskey. You know, nobody. I'm warning anybody: don't go out with John Rich unless you're prepared to drink a lot and stay out really late and smoke a lot of cigars. No, just, just, there's no, there's no easy night when you're hanging with John. I'm, and I know from experience. And, and yet you're right. You, you come from a home where you had a dad as your preacher. 
You write a song as beautiful and spiritual as that. I mean, you know, you really are the quintessential cool guy. Loves God, faith, family, country, and lives it all, and lives life hard, and lives it fully. I mean, I kind of and I admire you for it all. Well, I appreciate that, Sean. Uh, listen, this is America. Last time I checked, and we are the only people Have on the you planet. Checked in the last twenty-four hours, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I trust me. I'm watching, but Americans. Let's put it that way. Americans. We are still Americans, and. You know, we have a country that tells us we have the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not the right to be happy, the right to go pursue happiness. Well, listen, man, that's why there's lines of people coming into the country and there's no lines going out. We are so fortunate that every morning we get to wake up, life might be tough, things aren't going our way, but guess what? That's not the end of the story for us. As long as we're still breathing and we're standing on American dirt, there's a future ahead of us that we can still work towards and still pursue. And I always, I always think about that. I think it keeps my attitude right. It, 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 it inspires me to go work hard. It inspires me to play hard. It inspires me to try to go build something with my own two hands. And failure is part of the process. I told my son, he's 11 years old, and um, he, he uh, lost a big baseball game, and he, he felt like a loser. And I said, listen, buddy, uh, failure doesn't make you a loser. Quitting makes you a loser. You didn't quit. You just failed. You didn't win the game, but you're not a loser. And, and as long as we keep that in mind in this country as citizens, we, we will get through this nonsense that we're looking at right now. But it is quite a test, my man, quite a test. You know, it's interesting you bring up a sporting analogy because both my kids are athletes and, and they play at a pretty high competitive level. And it's it's funny because it's they're, they're both an individual sports and you know the great thing about sports to me is it mirrors life you're going to learn about winning you know the thrill of victory losing the agony of defeat and the harder you work the better you're likely going to do and and then it you know then it, you become the master of your own destiny in that sense um i want to congratulate you it's one of the reasons where uh we called you to be on the program today is because your show is so successful on Fox Nation, they now have moved it over to the Fox Business Network, and now you're debuting the show there. I mean, it's a, it's called The Pursuit. I even hear that I might be up for one of the interviews. You must really be desperate if you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're thinking about interviewing me. I mean, that, that is that has got to be desperate. <laughs> well, so here's the, here's the deal, The Pursuit. Um, you know, I sit down people that, a lot of them that you know very well, like my guest tonight is, is the king of NASCAR, Richard Petty. I mean, one of the most iconic people in America. And But what I do is I don't talk to Richard about all his accomplishments. I talk to Richard about what's going on down in your heart, your soul, your guts, your mind throughout all these decades that, that have moved you to the point that you have had all these accomplishments. I'm more interested in what's the internal mechanism of this man or of anybody that goes out and takes on big things and, and pursues happiness. So if I get to sit down my buddy Sean Hannity, we're not going to be talking about your TV show. We're going to be talking about you. We're going to be talking about what makes Sean I'm sick. sorry, I'm not available. Linda, Sean cancel go, that right? appointment. <laughs> <laughs> we're wide open for that interview, wide open. You know, it is. I will tell you, it is interesting. There are, Now, I've done a few interviews in my life where people ask me, 
questions like this, and I always find it fascinating how many people don't. And I can tell you, the, the, I'll give, I'm going to give you the shorthand answer. You know, what, what, do, what does everybody that you interview have in common? They, they have one thing in common for sure, is mm-hmm. they work their asses off. And you work yep. hard at what you do, whether you're on stage or, you know, behind the scenes writing for almost every artist and every genre of music that's out there and then doing a TV show and then doing, you know, private concerts and then doing, you know, you know, hanging out in your basement, and recording that for some type of special. I mean, mm-hmm. just following your, your daily schedule makes me dizzy and my, my <laughs> daily schedule is just like it. Well, so that is one common denominator. And the other one, Sean, which I think is just as important, is how these people deal with failure. That is absolutely critical, how you deal with failure. Because if you go after something big in your life, you are going to fail most of the time. And so the question is, does that failure keep you from moving forward? Do you become bitter, angry, uh, disillusioned, and you give up on the dream? Or does the failure put gas in the tank and it's a challenge and you go, you know what? I'm coming at it again, except this time I'm going to win. It's all about the attitude and everybody I've interviewed, they all take failure and they process it into energy. That is, that is a critical element. If you're going to be a successful person, look at the life of Abraham Lincoln, right? You know, I mean, it's legendary. He had a steady stream of failure and defeat before he ever became a president, right? I mean, this guy, and and he had personal demons that he had to deal with along the way as well. And, you know, you have a a list of of all the time, born into poverty. Here's a guy that dealt with a lot of defeat in his life. You know, his family, I remember, forced out of their own home. He had to work to help support them. He loses his mother when he's young. He uses his, his businesses fail. He loses a state legislator race, uh, lost a job he had, had to borrow money to begin a business, you know, ends being bankrupt, uh, fails again at another run at another state legislative seat, uh, was engaged to be married. His sweetheart died, nervous breakdown, sought to become mm-hmm. speaker of the state legislature, fails, sought to become an elector, defeated, ran for Congress, lost, ran again, wins ran for re-election, lost. I mean, this is all real. I don't even want to say this because I don't really like to fail. I, I try to do everything to the best of my ability to prevent failure. And I find that failure just drives you to work harder. It, it, well, it does if you're that kind of a person that wants to go win. And, you know, listen, Sean, God created all of us. He created every human being that's alive on this planet right this very second. He did not create mankind to be limited, to be squelched, to be controlled and chained. That is not how he created us. He created us in his own image. Well, who is God? God is limitless. God has no ceiling. And so if we're created in his image, then he wants human beings to go out and be everything they can possibly be that he created them to be. So all these other countries, because of their governments, their systems that are in place, all these people that live there have just as much talent and drive as any American ever had, but they do not have the right to go pursue happiness. And so they just are stuck with whatever it is they were born into. So in America, we have the right to go out here and try to get it done, and that inherently should make us happy. People should stay happy. They, should, they don't have to be you know, satisfied with everything and, and stuff gets hard. But the fact that you get to get up and go after it again, 
that is a unique characteristic of our country. And that's what my show focuses on. It's reminding us all that, hey, guys, remember where we live. Go take advantage of it. Quick break right back. More with John Rich on the other side. Hannity tonight at nine on the Fox News Channel. All right. As we continue with John Rich, his new show on the Fox Business Network, The Pursuit. I read that you've been studying interviews by Barbara Walters of people like, you know, Johnny Carson and Frank Sinatra and Lucille Ball. And you're 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 trying to watch this. And now I know you're your own person, but you're learning from people that you feel did great interviews. Now, Barbara Walters was known to make people cry a lot. I mean, you're going to try and make me cry in the middle of this interview because it ain't going to happen. Oh, I ain't going to make you cry. I'll make you laugh. I ain't going to make you cry. No, you see, I've been interviewed my whole career. I've, I've done thousands and thousands of interviews. I've never been the guy giving the interview. There's a whole art form to that. So I thought, well, who's the best profile interviewer of all time? In my opinion, it was probably Barbara Walters. So I went and watched all those interviews and kind of picked up on how she was laying out these questions and the meter and the rhythm of, of these interviews. And so I tell everybody I'm trying to be Bubba Walters. I want to be the country boy version. You want to be Bubba Walters? Bubba Walters. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> now, um, by the way, I, now, did we ever get a date on the calendar? Somebody said you wanted to interview me, and I said, absolutely. I'll do anything John Rich ever wants, but I think something got delayed somehow. But you're going to listen, if you get Richard Petty or Sean Hannity, I pick Richard Petty every time. <laughs> Well, I know you better than most people do that listen to you every day because we're personal friends, and I know you've got an incredible Yeah, that story puts and... me at a decided disadvantage in this interview. I'll tell you right now. That, oh, I should, I I should decline exactly. right now on national radio and say, no way, <laughs> never going to happen. Uh, you've got a great story, man. You've done it all. You've done it the hard way, and you're the number one radio guy in the United States of America now, and it is hard-earned and well-deserved, my man. Listen. I love everything about you. I've learned a lot about life watching you. And I've never met anybody so upbeat, optimistic, that is willing to try anything, that loves God, his country, his family, like no tomorrow, and can party like nobody I've ever met. And you make life fun every minute anybody's ever around you. That I can tell people about you. And, you know, we've had some fun nights out together. I don't go out that often. I'm a total loser, by the way. You know I'm a complete <laughs> recluse, hermit, and loser. But with that said, hanging out with you the times we have have been fun. Yeah, what, what you can remember of it was a lot of fun, right? <laughs> what, I, rem I remember it all. That's the problem. I wish yeah. I didn't. Uh, all well, right, my friend. God bless you. We'll be watching on now on the Fox Business Channel. We're going to be watching John Rich. It's called The Pursuit. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, brother. Have a great day. You too. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, we'll get to your phones here in a second. We do have an update in the Gabby Petito uh, case and this laundry guy that has gone missing that they're looking for. One witness now has come forward revealing that she led the FBI to the area where Gabby's body was found uh, at a at a campsite in this park in Wyoming. And, uh, you know, one of these, you know, I guess, natural parks that we have out there. We have a big park system in the country. Not that I know much about it because I don't have time to go to it. But anyway, and they saw him alone acting weird close to where the remains were found. And cops continue to hunt you know, for this guy. Now the death is being ruled a homicide. Um, anyway, inside this this kid's bedroom in Florida, 
you know, cops have been tearing it apart. And uh, the images show what appears to be a gun hanging from the bookcase, they say. All right. Well, that doesn't really mean anything, um, as well as a disturbing poster of dark figures with hammers and spheres. I'm not sure what you can glean from that. Um, but if, in fact, you have an eyewitness putting him at the scene of where her body was found, that could be very significant. There was a there was a forensic pathologist on on early morning on Fox, on Fox and Friends first, and saying that officials are not going to likely release the cause of death, death yet to avoid hindering the investigation. And now that it's ruled a homicide, he said there this is very challenging, a case like this. And in other words, it would not be just because the guy's DNA is on her clothes, you know, doesn't prove murder. And that's what they're looking at, or homicide, as it's now being called. And anyway, the, the autopsy revealed she died by homicide. They're not specifying how. Very preliminary. Um, and it's a challenge, in other words, to try to, to tie anybody, any perpetrator, to this crime, especially, you know, in a setting of decomposition, high temperature fluctuation in the area. It would not be surprising if his DNA were present since they were in a relationship living in a van. And he said, and I agree with his, his legal analysis here as a forensic pathologist, that legally this is going to be a challenge to tie it all together. You know, you'd have to be able to rule out asphyxia, strangulation to the neck, no blunt force trauma to other head parts, et cetera, et cetera. So there are a lot of potential ways, and I guess time will tell. You know, nothing will bring this little girl back, which is awful. Uh, I want to update you on the story about uh, the National Archives. And now House Republicans, 45 of them, have written a letter to the National Archives and Records Administration to demand the removal that they have recently put on uh, warnings of harmful content regarding the United States Constitution the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights. The role of the National Archives should be to preserve our shared histories and educate future generations, not to deny, change, or demonize. I mean, they're editorializing on this. Uh, I mean, not a perfect country, but there's never been a country this great that put in place a system to right wrongs, correct injustices, that has abused power less and used its power to advance the human condition more. Uh, there's a new website. Have you noticed this website getting all this attention, Linda, about Red Balloon founder? Um, and it, in other words, it's, if you're tired of woke politics, COVID vaccine mandates, there's a new job site for you. It's called Red Balloon. And I haven't been to it. And it's a description of workers who have I reached haven't out either. to Red Balloon, a new job board offering postings from companies promising their employees will be free to work without fear of losing their jobs due to medical dictates or political drama. So it, it kind of even sounds. I kind of love it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's a pretty. Big well, here's the beautiful thing about it, right? It the long and the short political. of it is, I thought I thought that this was a nation of medical privacy. You know, I didn't think that was a political thing. Uh, then you and I are probably with. I think I've not heard another single person on TV, and I don't watch many shows anyway, so it's not fair. But I've not read that people ever are making the argument. For medical privacy and doctor-patient confidentiality, you, you just don't hear that. Um, anyway, well, look at our guest yesterday. 
Pat Hughes that was on. He did a great segment yesterday talking about how he's going to represent people that want freedom. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I mean, and he's and he's doing a pro bono. Anyway, I think a lot. Of, by the way, I heard he got a lot of calls as a result of this program. Survey of 23 shows 23 percent of college speakers. I'm sorry, college students support violence to stop a speaker they disagree with. Now, I get asked by colleges to speak every so often, not very often, but every so often. Uh, I think that's a good reason to stay home and take <laughs> do my day job. Um, it looks like, according to um, some early numbers that are indicating gun sales, um, apparently August might smash all records. We're going to find out. Nine, apparently, nine million new first-time gun owners from last year, and they're ha- the biggest problem they're having is the supply chain. I know this for myself. Getting ammunition is like impossible. Don in Lake Ronkonkoma, what's up, Big Don? How are you, sir? Cool. It was an honor. What's going on, my friend? Hey, well, I watched some of Joe Biden's "Make America Last" UN speech, and I wondered <laughs> what is this going to cost the, the taxpayers? You know, the ones that are still working. Uh, he said that if you want to turn uh, its focus, America's focus on the priorities and regions of the world, you re-engage with the World Health when Organization. When is it going to be Don from Delray Beach? When is it going to be Don from Miami? When is it going to be Don <laughs> from Naples, Florida, or Fort Myers, uh, or Sarasota, or, I don't know, Pensacola? I, I'll tell you, I had a chance to go to Claremont, Florida, and then I had to pull back because I had a daughter that needed some attention here here so uh right. i had to pull back on that but my uh irons are still in the way, fire I my grant friend you and your daughter permission to go down together how's that <laughs> you betcha you bet but here he goes uh he rejoined the paris climate agreement that president trump got us out of in 2016 obama contributed to the paris climate uh three billion dollars in 2015 what did we get out of that nothing Three billion. Nothing. What is what's about, he's talking about Nothing. doubling it? Yeah, I mean this, this this is the great lie. You know, for example, you know what they call socialism, which is what this you know five trillion dollars plus when you add it all together, it's all new green deal ism. You know, they wrap it up in a nice package, and it's human, and they call it human infrastructure, and they that's free childcare, free daycare, free guaranteed early education. You know, free college, free guaranteed government jobs, guaranteed wages, guaranteed healthy food. It's all it's all new green dealism, you know, with a goal to eliminate all use of of all energy that literally drives every economy in the world and puts us at a competitive disadvantage. And they go into deals that force um, the American taxpayer to foot the bill while China, India, other countries get to declare themselves as developing nations and pay next to nothing. That would make America a nation of suckers, a nation, you know, of, you know, how stupid is are we to go into a dumb deal like that? And Biden puts us in it. You know, it doesn't say a word about Afghanistan. You know, we're, we're going to enter an, an, a new era, an era, era of, of, of forceful negotiation. Like, negotiate with what? The Taliban? And then, like, argue that, that that he has all the leverage over the Taliban and the right to lecture the Taliban on inclusiveness 
And meanwhile, they're holding our fellow Americans hostage. It's now day 39, Joe. And he hasn't mentioned it in like the last 10 days. He has, it's, it's like it's evaporated. It's not happening. Like what's happening at the border. It's not really happening. Begging OPEC is not really happening. Inflation is not really happening. You know, COVID, 300% increase in cases. That's not happening either. But we'll, we'll, we'll literally ration monoclonal antibodies, something he didn't mention until last week, because it's working effectively in red states, and he doesn't want red state governors to get credit for saving lives, I guess, or something. I have no idea what his motivation is. Yeah. Whatever and state you- needs it needs to get it, period, as much as they need. And if we don't have enough, get out there and produce more of it. And find some of the 10 million people not working and put them to work. Anyway, I'll get off my high horse there, Don. I'm just worked up today. <laughs> We're all worked up. It's just been a terrible nine months. But you know what? He also said this extreme weather all over the planet has scientists saying we're reaching the point of no return. So we got to act quickly. And didn't we hear this back in the late 80s, the early 90s about the... Uh, uh, the global warming and uh, and the global cooling and uh, it's always a panic and then we got to go fast and we got to do it well, now and uh, you might remember I'm old enough to remember in the 70s Time magazine Newsweek magazine the coming ice age first it was the ice age then we were going to melt and now if the temperatures fluctuate in any way it's called you know it's called climate change so if it rains, climate change. If it doesn't rain, it's climate change. If it snows, it's climate change. If it doesn't snow, it's climate change. And and none of it is based in the real science that they all tell us is is now irrefutable. No, well, we've had a lot of scientists on this program uh, that don't agree with their so-called science. You know, it's all based on this is just a a bait and switch. You know, they label this as climate change, but it's really socialism. Anyway, one Don, I, got government I want to say Don from Palm Beach, Florida, next on the Sean Hannity Show. <laughs> Take care, my friend. It's time to get the hell out of here, Don. Uh, let's say hi to Alex in Texas. What's up, Alex? How are you? Hi. How are you, Sean? I'm good. What's going on? Hey, so I got my first dose of the Pfizer COVID vaccine on August the 20th. And, um, and I'm just sharing my experience. Um, eight days later, I woke up with hot pins and needles from head to toe. Um, and I didn't put two and two together that it could be vaccine related because it was, you know, a week later and I was asleep when I had my reaction. Um, but I was able to get into a neurologist the next day. And when I saw the neurologist, he told me that he's actually seen multiple patients with similar symptoms. Um, about a week or so after taking their COVID vaccine. Mind you, I'm 32 years old, healthy as can be. I don't have any underlying issues or anything like that. Well, I've had paresthesia is what they call it, which is, you know, tingling numbness um, in my feet and my lower legs for about um, about almost four weeks now. It finally now, went is away. The doctor, is days. the doctor reassuring that these symptoms will go away, or is this something that might might even be permanent? Well, you know what? I'm a believer in Christ, and myself and my whole family have been praying, and my symptoms are gone as of two days ago. So, you know, I don't know I'm if that's the same for Are you going to get your else. second dose? No, sir, but I will tell you this. Um, I've had two other doctors have told me that they're seeing multiple patients complaining of neuropathy issues as well. So here's the thing. 
either people are not reporting it or it's not being said or it's not being, uh, you know, put out to the public. Because if this is something that a lot of people are complaining of as a side effect, it needs to be on the website. And I called Pfizer and complained, but um, you want to follow the science, you need to listen to the voices of the guinea pigs that we are um, about this vaccine. I'm not anti-vaccine. I took it. Um, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not anti-science or anti-vaccine science either. You know, look, there there are, if you do research um, on all of it, there, there are people that have reactions. It's not the majority by any means, um, but there are people that have had negative reactions. Um, I haven't heard of yours in particular, uh, but it's been a while. You know, I, I actually read the efficacy results of final trial testings a while ago, so I don't really, it's not fresh in my in my memory right now. And I should go back and, and take a look at it. Um, you know, this this is a situation where now you've got to work closely with your doctor and, and make the right determination based on your unique medical history, your current condition, you know, factors that I don't know anything about, nor does do any of these people playing doctor on, in Washington or on TV know anything about. Um, and, you know, I will say... You know, my, my advice to people is to talk to your doctor. Do your own research. There's a lot out there. But again, I've, you know, we nearly lost, we've almost lost 700,000 Americans. And I don't want this audience getting sick. I want you to be smart, make good decisions. That's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Senator John uh, Kennedy will join us. Glenn Beck's been involved in trying to help save Americans from behind enemy lines. He'll tell us about it, update us. We'll introduce you to a gentleman resigning from the military. Why? Because of Biden's vaccine mandate. Apparently, we're losing many military people. Lara Trump, Newt Gingrich, Lara Logan, all coming up. 9 Eastern, set your DVR, Hannity tonight. We'll see you then. Back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. We never forget you make this show possible.